Hey, y'all. Uh, yeah, no, Zane, no, no other way to start a show like a postgame show like this. Texas, Kansas State postgame here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. As you can see, I'm at the game, Zay. Yeah, I see that, man. I like that background. It's nice. No, no one's moving, but, you know, it felt like no one moved for a little while in this game. A lot to get to. This was a classic for sure and a huge game for Texas. Um, I'm finishing up my protein bar because Zay's laughing because I was um, – eating as we're getting on here, but we want to get on quickly and do a lot of post games. So we'll check out the comments line, but also more importantly, Kevin Dunn, Isaiah Collier, and we do shows throughout TSU throughout the week. And um, we've talked about this game, Zay, and it felt like I was going to be close, but early on did not feel that way. And it also felt like another halftime lead where Texas, you're happy to be up 10, but you know, this could be 23 or 27, nothing. And KSU's kind of done, and they let him back in, man. I mean, give him credit for winning the game. We can get into all the different deals, but it felt like four or five stories in one. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the fact that this Texas team pulled out this win, you know, KD, you know, as much as anybody a few years ago, even during the Tom Herman area, this is they're not winning this. Game. They're not winning this game. No. We're not winning this game. And no, they actually lose by 10. And it's one of those, yeah. like, dude, how are you up? And you lost by 10. So I'll give them credit. Like, I mean, they, you know, it, it's a 17-year-old boy you can dunk now. But you hear him on the phone with his girlfriend. You got to pull him aside and be like, yo, you don't talk to women that way. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're growing. Like, on some stuff, you know, it's the chicken math, your daughter in math. Yeah, probably a bad example. But, um, <laughs> you're like, you know whatever and, and she's excelling but also is struggling with something else which most teenagers do and this program's in still in the teenage uh part of its development yeah definitely and you know malik murphy he needed a little help this game i've been talking about it all week especially with a backup yeah, quarterback yeah. this defense and the special teams they got to help malik murphy out as much as possible and hey you're a westlake guy as a Bowie alum it's very hard to give westlakers credit and when you go to the 40 acres and you start your tenure there i usually turn my I don't know, my juice around in a positive way to what I used to think when those guys were Westlakers. <laughs> well, know, in fairness to you, because you know I grew up right near Bowie with my mom, so I knew both sides. Yeah. You're only bitter because, like, your dad had, like, talent he had developed stolen from there. Yes. Um, so, you know, well, let's get real about that, you know. You don't get yeah. Westlake people to hate him, although that'd be fair, too. Oh, yeah, they got a big brother on the basketball team right now that was supposed to be in the Bowie district, but he's a D2 player playing at Westlake. Like, it happens all the time. So I have a certain pettiness with your high school alma mater, but my Hey, some Adams, people do pay, you know, 2000 bucks a rent for a five-bedroom house in Westlake. <laughs> right? That's the way it works now, right? That's dude? true. That's true, man. And shout out to Michael Taft, third straight pick in three straight weeks, starting back at Houston. We saw what he did last week at BYU, and that was a huge play. And Ethan Burt, the strip sack fumble that Jalen Ford recovered, like that was a huge play too because it put Malik Murphy in this offense on the five-yard line, and those guys were able to score. So – yeah, it was an interesting game. You go up 20 points, 20, 27 to uh, 20 or 27 to 7, excuse me, and you completely cough that up. And Sark 
Kind of like in the Houston game, KD, when he went for the fake field goal with Burn Auburn, where you should have taken the points there, especially after Houston scored. There's a situation that fourth and two, and you don't get it, and those guys go back down and score, and the momentum shift right then. Right then, it was like the Wildcats, they just got a lot of momentum. And once Colin Klein said, yo, damn this run shit, it ain't going to work. We're going to start airing it out. Will Howard, you the man today. And Will yep. Howard with Avery Johnson breathing down his neck, that dude, he performed from the second quarter on and had over 300 yards and kind of start gutting the long court secondary, which is pretty vulnerable. We know that yep. when these guys play. So, yeah, um, at the end of the day, we had BK on before, you know, we jumped on just, you know, taking us through here. And he said, if you win that game with a backup quarterback, just got to count the dub and that's what I'm trying to do here but yeah it, it could have been a 20 something point run which would have looked good for the committee down the line and hey they squeaked one out that's all you could say yeah well fuck the committee it's not a championship team right now I mean like let's get real I mean and it may be this year with this big 12 with this NCAA and this playoff but I'm thinking more big big picture and there are things they definitely have to get better at and a lot of it is Sark in his decision making whether it's you know the whole red zone deal now like i would we're eight games in man cc would tell you this you know this playing like you are who you are at that point yeah in football like you can maybe get better at stuff but you i mean someone on twitter we're going back and forth good discussion and big ut fam he said well let's figure out the red zone stuff you're going to figure this out during this game against Kansas State. You can figure this out right now, bro. You're not figuring out the marriage 10 years in, Zay. So figure yeah. it out right now, all right? Um, and so, you know, it's one of those where you know who you are, and their offensive personnel has gotten a lot better. Their offensive line's gotten a lot better. There, But there are things that we thought hopefully would be there that aren't there, and one of those is in short yardage, situations and man-to-man blocking they don't do very well they don't man up they shade they screen they protect they they can do they're better in zone blocking but we saw it against oklahoma that that'll be the play that this team doesn't get to the cfp which is amazing they even could um that'll be the play you look back on and go that was the team first and goal from the one and they couldn't get it done some of that is Sark's play calling. Some of that is the offensive line and straight up man-to-man run blocking and just grinding people and and getting them out. But we know what they are. Like, kick it up, man. Like, I just felt like once again, you know, Sark gave them momentum and then also didn't take points when he should, knowing what you are. I know you're frustrated. I am too, bro. Ideally, we go for it every time there. I'm the go for it guy. I'm the PlayStation guy. Let's go. But I'm not Jimbo punting at fourth and inches from the opponent's 41 at all. But know yeah. what you are. Take the points and your defense is balling out, say. Yeah, sometimes Sark's feel for the game is a little questionable. And it's like, it dude, is, man. You, it's you a caught head coaching spot, and you've been with the Falcons and Saban after. Like, we. Yeah. 
I mean, it kind of goes all the way back to his USC days. I mean, I know Texas fans right. love the fact that he had he didn't have Reggie Bush in for that last play of the game where Lindo White got to rush it in the 06 championship game. But that's kind of stuff that Stark does, man. Like, it's Reggie Bush, generational player. You don't have him in. On no, have him, have him in there. And, and look, Lindell was the better short yardage guy. Yeah. But have him in there. Split yeah. him out. Trust me. Number five will give you eyeballs. <laughs> Probably number seven, Michael Huff, who's shadowing him, but maybe someone else. Yeah. Like, empty the box. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I don't know. Like that's that's what I'm thinking about the style points, KD. Like, is Sark looking for the future where he's just trying to blow these teams out? Which Kansas State, they're a solid team. Like, we knew that coming in. My guy, Chip Brown, Chip and Zay, every one to three, he said that this is their biggest game of the year. Like, this is yeah. the best team they face, not counting Alabama. And I was like, damn, Chip, you feel that way even about OU? And he was like, hell yeah, I feel that way. Like, yeah. Kansas State, it, they're very I, good. I backed Chip up. I mean, this is the, probably the first game all year I took because I think I took Texas to win every game up until this point, not being a homer. But I took Kansas State to win by three. Yeah. And – it's a three-point game, and this obviously could have gone either way. But here's the thing. What I expected was not what I saw. When you get up to a point where it could be 27 or 23 nothing at half, you take that, man. Your yeah. defense is suffocating them. Yeah. And they didn't – you know, they even were able to run with Brooks. And they're okay running. So their run blocking is not good. Their pass grades aren't – or their run blocking grades aren't. But that's more short yardage whenever – and that, to me, also gets on Sark as a play caller. It's always on him because know your personnel. Yeah. And if you don't have the 95 Nebraska Aaron Grahams of the world <laughs> – 95 Nebraska. What a ride, ride man. Steroids, no neck, and just run blockers. Like, they came out of birth run blockers. Yeah, those are some country-fed white boys back then. I bought it before my time, but I saw a picture of that, like, 95 lineman the other day all in their Nebraska Letterman jackets. That was a – They were – with LSU baseball, they were way ahead of the steroid game. Yeah. And also, these kids came out with no neck and were going to be 320. You know, yeah, um, so, I mean, and they had a good strength and conditioning program. There's a lot that goes into it. Steroids is not a lazy man's drug, but, you know, I mean, it, we don't have that. Like we've got a good line. They pass protect well. They, they screen well, they shade well. Um, and I don't mean they're super soft. They can block, but it's, we are more a zone blocking team inside zones, so not even yeah. outside stretch zone where you'd actually do it a little more physical and really shove a guy. This is more boom, boom, move on, second level, boom, boom. Like you're shadow boxing the whole time. So part of it's a scheme and play calling too. Let me get that straight. But that's not who we are. So understand that in games like this, we don't need to be in a spot we were in. Take three, man. Yeah, take three. And Christian Jones being out hurt him. Like Christian Jones has been the most consistent yeah. offensive lineman all year long. And that's with Kelvin Banks on that other side. And once he went out, Cam Williams, bless his heart, you could tell there's some inexperience there. The dude yeah. had about three false starts and got beat a couple of times. So, yeah, you knew there would be. And he also had really good place, too. Yeah, he did. He did. Definitely did. Like, but- like Cam's, Cam is a lot like Malik. Like, man, you got a lot of leeway if it's your first or second start. For sure. You know, I know you have talent, so I will give you – now Malik's had a couple 
you're right about Cam, and it definitely we felt that, which is what I've talked about all the last couple of weeks. We don't have the depth that I thought or some people thought after Alabama. That's okay. Getting back to the 17-year-old who's you're seeing a lot of promise in certain things, and they're still 17. Okay, they're not a finished product. That's okay. And that's what this program is. So it, it's a weird thing, too, because we're in this world of the Big 12 and CFP, and it's the worst Big 12 ever, ever. And I don't remember CFP being this week, like this open to go grab when you're not ready for it. You know, mm-hmm. going to talk to Jessica Alba when you're 17 and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not ready for this. You're way over your head there. But you Come shoot on, your man. shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you shoot your shot. So yeah. I see Texas fans seeing that, but also seeing kind of where this program is. They're moving in the right direction. There is long-term stuff with Sark, just with basic decision-making with clock management, game management, red zone, two-minute beyond that does worry me, but, you know, no one's perfect. Yeah, so you're missing Cam Williams on one side, and they were missing Keaton Crawford today too. Like once Colin Klein said, F this run game, it ain't working. Byron Murphy and Travondre On the run game? Okay, I got you, yeah. Yeah, like Derek Williams, who had some good plays, they started testing those boys in the secondary. And, hey, we talk about Michael Taft having those interceptions. The reason why he has those interceptions is because a lot of these teams, especially with him being a white boy, have no respect for him. So you saw Brooks juke him and Ryan Watts for that touchdown. Like Straight up up racism, bro. Straight up racism. We're attacking the white boy. If he makes a play, so be it. We ain't going to stop attacking him. The dude used to be a freaking walk-on, and he's played terrific. But I would do the same thing, by the way, if I was coordinating. But still, it would still be racism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely a racist thing. Absolutely. But, hey, it is what it is. Whatever to win the ball game, you might have to go a little Don Imus on them and get a little racist just to get the dub. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. (laughs) What Don Imus saying, nappy-headed what? Yeah, man, Don Imus was out of pocket. But I – yeah, you know, a couple of injuries. Funny thing was when Don Imus said that, no one black or white had a nappier head of hair than he did. He just like that looked head was fried, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that head was definitely fried. Like, so. dude, there are white and black dudes in in the subway homeless right now that are not as nappy as you. Oh, what a great time. You just can't say certain things on radio. Cancel culture and overblown, man. What are we doing? Come on. But, yeah, I don't know how they pulled off this win. Like, Malik Murphy, the script was good, KD. You know, the script was good. Let's also get into Malik. So, Malik has a lot of gifts and is talented. And so, for all the people, I love all the people that are like, I've seen him in a spring game. We all saw him. And, you know, limited high school stuff against weird competition. I know what he is. No one does. Like, people, even people at practice don't. You don't know until. There's some good stuff there to build off, man. Yeah. Dot, 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 and then. Yeah. Right? Yep. And the and then is probably what I can tell you're getting to. That the screen pass you can never throw. I mean, there's still things that seem too big. And there are times he delivers bullets and good balls. I mean, the deep ball, the 80 Mitchell. 
Oh, like honestly, Quinn. Quinn's had problems in a year and a half. Like, yo, I, I know I'm not the only one, Texas fans. There were points in that game at the beginning where you're like, yep. if this no, continues, if this continues, I don't know if you can put three back in the game. If if Malik Murphy, which now, now obviously everybody's like, okay, when's Quinn coming back? We already got Anthony Frederick down here talking about pray Quinn is back next week because, you know, it's a long four quarters and you talked about it being on Sark. Sark, once that script is over with and Klansman, excuse me, Klanderman, defensive coordinator for the Kansas State Wildcats, once he figures out, okay, this is what they're trying to do, we're going to make adjustments, kind of like what every coach does when they're getting paid six figures on this level. That's what you're paid to do, make adjustments mid-game. And they did that, and you saw Malik Murphy look a little bit uncomfortable. And you're right, KD, he does some things where you're like, man, that arm looks incredible. Those deep shots were on the money. Some of those hitch routes were on the money. And then all of a sudden, it's just he gets pressure on him. And, and he he's behind it. guys at that point, which yeah. is meaning that he's not, he's not in tuned with the actual game time and, and, and how real and quick that is. That's part of being that's Derek Williams getting late on something. Derek Williams and Malik Muhammad are gonna be studs in a couple of years. Yeah. Malik probably no matter where he is, Malik's got NFL talent, bro. He's got like an he's got a serious arm. And there are times where he was poised and read stuff, and there are times where he didn't. So 17-year-old yeah. kid again. Right. And you know, to the defense. not him, but I mean, uh, my my analogy. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I knew what you were talking about. But uh, yeah, the defense in the first half, they were money. You know, they closed off what. No, they, they were great. Do like the yeah. only thing where this team, Zay, to me, is like top in the country, better than anyone up front. I'll yeah. take those defensive tackles over anyone. I'll take yeah. Devondre Sweat, who I think has been. A defensive MVP across the country, Big 12, UT, Byron Murphy, who's not been as good against a run if you look at his grades, but has gotten better and is a beast as a pass rusher. Those two guys, if you look at PFF or anything, are the two best defensive interior defensive linemen in the country. Yeah, you're talking about one of the best run teams in the nation, and you held them to 33 yards. Snuffed them out. Third down, they couldn't do anything because they get to third and three because the way they run. And this team, third and three, ain't ain't third and three, bro. Yeah. It feels more like third and six if you're going quarterback power or zone read. The other guy, Alfred Collins, has been so good this year. He quietly has. Finally, he's not what we thought coming out of Cedar Park or Bastrop. But guess what? Like, you know, his senior year, he's actually really – Alfred Collins will play in the league like Hassan Ridgeway for eight years and make a ton of money and all of be like, I just thought he never lived up to it. It's like, dude, his senior year, he started to get it, actually. Yeah, sometimes it takes guys a longer time to just figure it out. And he's had a few different coaches. I know he came in with Herman and stuff, and everybody's been waiting on Alfred Collins. And – Obviously, it's not to where his five-star rating coming out of Cedar Creek was or is, but along with the rest of this defensive line, like Barrett Sorrell, you saw him on that last play to force Will Howard to just throw it up, which Dave Benda, if I'm Javondre Sweat, I'm pretty salty at Dave Benda. That's an interception for T-Sweat. 
Yeah. You know, I know we're going to do defensive player of the game and stuff and, uh, in a little bit, but he gets that pick. That's my defensive player of the game with how much he was causing havoc all day long. And David Benta just wanted to make sure it hit the ground, and I could understand that. But, yeah, man, this secondary, they could be vulnerable. Like, you saw it against Houston. You saw it against Oklahoma. Hell, you even saw it at times against Wyoming with their backup freaking quarterback. And if you don't count that Jaron Thompson pick six, then, hey, that might be a different game. It was tied up going into the fourth quarter against Wyoming. So, yeah, you know, just salute to – Colin Klein and Chris Kleinman, that Kansas State team, like they didn't give up. And when they realized – And the Klansman. Who's the Klansman? Yeah, Klanderman. Yeah, Joe Klanderman. Yeah, and the Klansman. Yeah, man, those dudes, they're tough. Like every time you play Kansas State, it's just going to be a dogfight. And they understand that they're – number. they were number one in the Big 12 also. And unfortunately, especially with how good – both of those teams played at times today. That might be a team that the Longhorns see at the end when it comes to Jerry World because, yeah, Will Howard, that dude, he's he's a tough one. Like, he took some hits today, and he was kind of gimpy going to the sideline, and he came back, and he started using his feet not to necessarily make plays on the run game, but to just buy more time. And guys on the receiver core for them, they were moving around, and it was hard communication-wise for the secondary to find guys. And that's what you saw 327 yards later. Now you're in overtime trying to figure out what the hell happened. Well, how'd we get here? And, you know, what if Kansas state didn't miss those field goals or those PATs? Like that was huge tying the game at 27, because now you give Texas life, you know, if you're Texas, they go up one point, that's a brand new feeling. And that stadium, they felt it. They felt the pressure and they everybody was a little tense and stuff. But the fact that the game was tied at 27-27, you could kind of be like, okay, we're tied here. Let's go do what we do and try to put some points on the board. And they got two more field goals out of Burt Auburn, which Burt Auburn, salute to you. Hey, you got to just knock him down. Just knock him down, yeah. Burt. And he's been doing that. So, hey, those are big-time kicks from him. But, yeah, this team finessing their way for a dub – I don't know how they did it, but hey, you're hey, they, they got it done. And, and done. you know, Bert's been a lot better. Apparently, Ernie's not giving him as much shit as he was in bed. Um, but <laughs> see, I, I told Chip Brown that he brought up a that's not a Bert Arbor, Auburn joke. I don't know, that's not a Bert deal at all. It's a Bert and Ernie from see, see, I was the same way. Chip brought up Sesame Street last week, and I told him, yo, Bert and Ernie had something going on that was a little shaky. Like, Sesame Street ain't that little shaky. I mean, it was like, I mean, do you think Scooby and Shaggy were smoking too? No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I I don't mean to you, I mean to Chip. Come on, Chip. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think Shaggy and Scooby, they're seeing ghosts all the time. Yeah, take a little puff every now and then. the munchies at all times? (laughs) There's smoke billowing out of the back of the van? I mean, you know, it was... You know, it was the 80s, but there were 70s but and 80s, but they're trying to get the point across, you know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. When there's monsters involved and stuff, you got to take the edge off. And if you have to toke a little reefer, then so be it. So be it for those guys. Man. I mean, if that many people had real masks on and they took it off and they, like, exposed who they were, yeah, I'd be 
chiefing a lot more too. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. let's give let's give some love here, Zay, to um, all of our people and all of our supporters. But Clean Cause, uh, they're actually sponsoring the YouTube comment line. So Clean Cause is awesome. Um, a lot of good flavors. Big Craig had one the other day. Um, it's all organic. It's either low or zero calories and um, natural caffeine, which is great. I had a coffee for the first time today and I could feel it right away. And I'm like, I need natural caffeine. I need clean cause. So to date, they've given over $2 billion bucks in support of recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. It's cleancause.com. They've been a big supporter of us. And um, I don't know. I usually don't look at the line. If you guys are assholes, I'm going to block you. Um, Anthony actually had a pretty good one. Laugh out loud is Michael Tapp, a ball hawk. Yes. And he's a coach on the field too. Like that is one thing is white guys. Like <laughs> there are some great white athletes, right? Would you oh, call yeah. Trey, would you call Trey Turner a coach on the field? Or would you call him one of the top five fastest guys you see in baseball? Oh, one of the top five fastest guys I've seen. Which I've always said about Trey Turner, he might have a little bit of brother in him. It might be five percent or something like that. Oh, he's but probably got. He's he's probably it's like twelve percent. That's what I'm saying. You see the way he be sliding all smooth and stuff. Yeah, man. Trey Turner's different, but yeah, salute to Michael Taft, man. Like that dude, he's always around the ball. It seems like, and he's been making plays for this defense. I might joke about him being a Westlake alum slash walk on player, but hey. The dudes performed, and again, they had Keaton Crawford out today. The safeties, they were all right. It's just sometimes, man, like they could get gutted, and it wasn't like those uh, wide receivers for Kansas State are what you see at Washington up at the Pacific Northwest with what Michael Penix has to work with. Like they're average at best. I mean, Phillip Brooks, he's their best one, but man, they made Chase Brown look like Reggie Wayne today. And just <laughs> those things are just like, man, how is this happening? You know, like again, Will Howard did a hell of a job of making more time and evading the pressure, but it's like, dude, fellas, y'all gotta be more locked on when it comes to these receivers. And the second half, we just kind of saw what we've seen in too many games this year, going back to Houston, going back to uh, Oklahoma. And you thought that, hey, especially what happened against Oklahoma, that last play going 75 yards for five plays, man, these horns, they might give up seven on this last drive. And luckily enough, they only gave up three and took it to overtime when they obviously got the before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Oh, but... Yeah, you know, this good for Texas that this is the best team you're going to play for these next three games, uh, these next four games. Like I'm TCU, everything you're saying, you know, this, you know, what? I'm also changing all three of my TVs, so keep it yeah. up. Yeah, 
Okay, I feel you. But, uh, yeah, like TCU, I mean, it's going to be tough no matter what when you go to Fort Worth. You know, then you got to go to Abe's, Matt Campbell's team's playing a hell of a football right now. Yeah. And then you close it out with Tech and Joey McGuire and that nasty-ass possum that they had running around the other night. So, you know what I'm saying? If they bring the possum, I'm a little worried about, you know, Texas. That's chance. here, though. But they, but they could they bring might the bring possum. it. That might yeah. be some luck. They got that nasty ass possum on the field, and they end up winning that game. Against now we've all Park. we've all had country folk. You and I grew up in Austin. Country folk from all around Texas that'll bring stuff on vacation or mm-hmm. on holidays. It's like nope. you didn't need to bring the running water or the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was oat seeds? You gonna you're making moonshine here? Yeah, we can't do that. We HOA like it's not. This is not gonna happen. <laughs> You know what? We're we're in a good spot though. Uh, as UT fans, beginning of the run, there it's moving in the right direction. Sark's had a lot of tailwinds at his uh, disposal, and he's made he's taken advantage of it. So they're recruiting well. The NIL obviously is a huge landscape changer. It's like the opposite of what CC was dealing with getting kids that are playing at Westlake against him. He's like, I developed this kid from kindergarten on, you know? Yeah. And so UT has that advantage and he's taking advantage of it, but there are things that they have to clean up as a program. I mean, there are, we have to admit that with Houston in this game could easily lost those, right? Yeah, definitely. Easy. Yeah. You're up 21 zero against Houston. That game is 31 24 at the end. If it wasn't for CJ Baxter's run, then who knows? And then you go up 27 to seven in this game and you only win it by three points. Like those things, like you're getting the dubs. And again, in recent years, that wouldn't have happened. So there's definitely, like you're saying, there's definitely more optimism with this squad, but it does make you a little nervous just moving on. And Sark and his play calling, that just that still has to improve. There were times that fourth and two where you fake the, or I don't know if it was fourth and two, but you fake the quarterback sneak and get the pitch to CJ Baxter. That was great. That's why you got the job, Sark. That's why you got the job. Shit. You also also stole that from the Eagles, which I love because the Eagles are known for the tush push. They give a halfback lead left, but the point was, boom, they're pinching and there's one got to make miss on the perimeter. Yeah. And CJ Baxter will make a miss. CJ looks healthy, man. They, he they both look good. Yeah. They definitely look good. And Jonathan Brooks, obviously, that's an uncharacteristic fumble by him. You know, yeah, if, I mean, if you're in the game, I know people will be like, oh, but Jay, he ain't playing 100%. If you in the game, you 100% in my book. Don't play. Like, don't play. At the, I, I love Jonathan Brooks, but you can't look at that fumble and say it was an injury fumble. Like, no, oh boy made a good play by going Peanut Tillman, Derek Johnson, and stripping that thing away from him in the time that they needed to. And that was very Kansas State play, too, Zay. Oh, so Kansas State. <laughs> I mean, it's a totally Kansas, like in basketball or in football. Yeah. Yeah, complete Kansas State. And shout out to Sark. He mentioned earlier this week in his in a press conference, I don't know if it was this week, but he's mentioned sometime this season that he didn't invent football going to the 
fake tush push toss to CJ Baxter for the touchdown, like steal anything that you can that you know is going to work for your personnel. That's what the great coaches do. 100%. That's 100%. what the great, yeah. Like you don't have to invent anything. Like I, if there's any coaches out there are like, oh, this guy does this. I don't like him. Fuck that. If it works for your team, dude, dude, steal it. A majority of the stuff you've seen with tech, they were not the first nerds to invent that. Yeah. But they were the first nerds to get enough capital and business sense to right. proliferate it. Right. And so, yeah. like, that's what this is. Like, you don't need to invent anything, like you said. You get a whole R&D department. A bunch of kids are just looking at shit all. Like, <laughs> grab whatever. That's right. Princeton ran something on fourth down. Fuck, let's go for it. We can't be any worse on fourth down and goal from the two, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, again, wins hey, a couple, couple of funny uh, comments. Tap is definitely a gym rat. <laughs> Very, very funny, Nate. He's ball hawk. He's Jim Rat. He's coach on the field. He's yeah. white. I will say this though: outside of white or black, um, it's nice having guys with ball skills because usually secondaries now are so loaded with just track athletes, and I get it. And we'll teach you how to play football, but they've never caught a ball in center field, and so or even played ping pong and. You see the ball skills and they're all over the place. So they're grabbing a guy late on a flag. It's like, no, it was uncatchable. Don't do that. Um, it is nice seeing someone who's back there who, whether it's luck or not, like just has ball skills. It's like, oh, I can grab that. Are you kidding me? That was easy. Yeah. They're like, what a gush. I was like, what a play by Jeff. I'm like, that ball ricocheted. He caught it. Like, it's quick. Yeah, that should have been a completion. My man yeah, smoked that. That been... got, was that Malik who got in front of him enough to where it blinded him and blinded him with science? No, I, I think that was Terrence Brooks. Is that Terrence? Uh, All right. Yeah, so I, yeah. I'll give Terrence some love because he got beat on a play later, and Terrence has had a, a rough year. I know he's got a ton of talent, so hopefully he's at that spot too where he's at 18. And All right, Terrence, we're going to figure some shit out and get you a job. Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah, Once I mean, it's all figurative coming back to earlier stuff. So, <laughs> shout out to our Coda text line 512-222-9328. Somebody said Texas is on borrowed time. A great FB is going to take advantage of that soft coverage. A great yeah. FB, a great fullback? football team. I guess football team. Oh, okay. I don't know what FB means. I mean, because Kansas State had the best H-back we are going to play all year. Who yeah, was 45, who's H-back, tight end, fullback, who can do all that. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think a fullback in 2023 is going to beat you. Probably yeah, football what, team. Yeah, if you're saying I, football team, I agree. I mean, I picked Kansas State to win this and because I feel like Texas is on borrowed time for a lot of reasons. Depth, injury, they've not totally figured out how to play with their personnel in certain situations. Uh, red zone obviously being number one, but um, but I think it's moving in a great direction and it's moving that way. So I hate to be that guy um, where I'm like really happy where it's at, but also I don't think this is a playoff team. And look, this year they they, they could sneak in. So fuck, let's go for it. You know. 
Yeah. And again, every time I think about the CFP, I think about Sark's play calling. Like, are you trying to prove to the committee that y'all deserve to be in just by trying to blow teams out early when you should take the points? I mean, I get it. Six beats three any day of the week, but sometimes three's okay, especially with the way that defense played and the Red Cat situation. As productive as the Red Cat's been with Savion Red, the fumble against this Kansas State defense, and you could have went up 23 to, what, seven? Yeah. Not a good move. That's just not – that's that's bad feel for the game, Sark. And, again, you want to give your team confidence and show them, hey, guys, I have faith in you. So by showing you I have faith, let's go for it on fourth down so y'all could trust me and y'all aren't bitching at me later on, you know, when you're thinking that, oh, we could have taken them on a fourth and two, but Sark didn't give us the opportunity. Like you said, KD, at this part of the season, you are what you are. Yeah. So, like, no, you say, know, say, if, you, if, you've shown, if you've shown faith in a buddy or, like, a kid ten times and they fail every time, or eight out of the 10 times, like it's not you being an asshole and not showing them faith the 10th time. You're yeah. just being realistic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now there was they, one point in the season where I didn't have much faith in Burt Auburn. So it kind of made sense. Totally. Yep. Yep. Different time though. And you're right about that. Cause I thought about it. I think almost like Sark, like got his drug habit. Bad example. Got <laughs> Got his got his addiction to fourth down going for it going because he had to with Burt Auburn. Yeah. And now Auburn's figured that out and you're in a Kansas State or Houston game. It's like, dude, take the three. I don't yeah. I don't like it either. Yeah. I mean, I wish we had an offense at fourth fourth and two. You're like, screw you. We don't. We just don't. So yeah. 10 penalties for the Longhorns for 67 yards. That, yeah, that's Kevin like that Marr. Either. Kevin Marr. Kevin Marr had to swallow something. It's so funny, too. It reminded me of old school officiating whenever there was the holding. A holding against a Texas opponent on offense. I'm like, what? And, of course, the late hit, which I can see how they called that. I mean, my era, you know that I laugh at that. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, you never call that. So it, was, it wasn't flagrant. My thing about is intent with everything yeah. in life. The intent wasn't bad. I mean, you got to understand these. Some of these dudes are clocking they're in. Flying, man, they're flying. They're flying. They're exactly. So how do you slow your body down? There might be some contact, but you should be able to tell what's intentional and what's not. What Ryan Watts did, it wasn't intentional. In a way, he was no, just trying to slow himself no, down. There was no bad intent. That's bad, man. Yeah, that was a bad call. But but Kevin Marr, he gave the, which I haven't heard this in years. They usually do this better. He's like, so there is a holding on the offense. Give it like a three-second click. Come on, let me hear the roar. (laughs) Also a personal foul on the assholes. The team that I've screwed forever. I mean, I'm sorry, on Texas. Um. First down, motherfuckers. Enjoy the SEC. You cut the mic off, Blakey. Your mic was still on. Yeah, he was interesting. That one to Xavier Worthy, which if you're Malik Murphy for that uh, deep route, go route, if you're Malik Murphy, you got to put that on the money. But Xavier Worthy, he had to stop and come back to it, and that should have been pass interference. And those guys, they kept that. I think also also on his first pick, 
to Jonte. Yeah, like true. I mean, there's enough of a grab there to where you have a punt in center field, you know. Yeah, and you know, on the other side, Senat he had one where he tripped. So I, I, I'll take both balls. Yeah, he tripped, and I, I never saw a good enough look to see if that was a trip because he tripped over a Texas guy. Yeah. So it's really a brilliant move, Westlake move. You'll like this say. If you just fall and someone falls over you and can't get into their route, oh, it's like, dude, I, dude, I trip, man. I trip, bro. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, you Westlake guys been waiting, winning state championships for decades for those little dirty tricks. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Exactly. Football. Exactly. That's it. It's a bunch of 5-1 white kids who just won 6A state championships with, you know, a dirty trick here or there. Hey, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Ethan Burke, Michael Taft, both of those guys. We might have to fight for a defensive player in the game with those two. You know what I'm saying? Both we will. Them, so mm-hmm. hey. let's give Noah, let's give Noah Hinojosa some love here because Noah comes in with 50 bucks each post game, um, which should go to my account, BK, because um, I'm the most <laughs> obvious one here. And I'll yeah. give it to Trey and Zay. But uh, no, but Noah's always chipping in, man. It's pretty cool that in, in, in all seriousness to see all the people that are listening and kind of helping out, you know, helping out with our small little project here. Yeah, definitely. Y'all are making it big. It's actually getting man. big. Oh, y'all are making it huge, man. The people have definitely supported us and everybody here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. And how can you not? We have an excellent team, Jess. Yeah. UK's assembled a tremendous team. And, yeah, I couldn't be happier being along for the ride. So, yeah, appreciate everybody. Appreciate Noah. And, again, horns are 8-1, and KD. Like, Dude, no, I mean, uh, you kidding me? I'll take it. Like, I can't believe the kid's alive and Harvard's talking to him. Like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I am thrilled. I'm also trying to be realistic about what they are. And I mean that if there is a loss or two ahead of them, this has been a really good year. It was all, I mean, you're five and seven, eight and five. Dude, this is going to be better no matter what. All, if you can keep everything in life linear as progression, whatever you're doing, that's good because most things aren't linear. Most are. I kind of like how my green screen here. Is. Yeah, your green screen's going crazy. It's been all over the place today. Reminded <laughs> me with science. Um, but if you keep most things like that, then you're in a good spot. But most things in life, and you know this as well as I do, especially with sports, dip a little bit. Like it's not yeah. linear. It's not always going up. So it's moving up and there are things to work on and things that frustrate the hell out of us. And yes, should have been up 27, nothing and a half, but we weren't. And you found ways to win and getting back to your original point, you know, we can bitch about and rightfully so not even bitching. I mean, giving real constructive criticism and honest feedback, which is why we're Texas fans and not in college station right now. Mm. Um, You know, you know, tough loss today, Jimbo, tough loss today. Jimbo will be all right, although once they sell, they're going to go the other way. And it's like, well, you told us forever. When I told you that he was done at Florida State, you said that you're no good loving T-sipper who's being a homer. Well, no, I was giving you an honest college football opinion. But I think Texas fans can do that right now and be critical of certain things. But at the end of the day, we're 8-1. And, and take it, and hopefully Quinn gets back. 
I mean, it's funny because there was someone who was it here. Um, we've actually had thank you, Matthew, for that. We've actually had a lot of pretty good um text here, but someone said, Oh, laugh out loud. Midway through the second quarter, I thought we were having a quarterback controversy. By third quarter, where's Quinn? Right. I mean, it would showed you the the emotional and kind of where we're at, where it's very up and down with with everything, but certainly the quarterback too. But I'll say this: I know all three have talent. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody had tons of optimism, which you should for Malik Murphy. I mean, the get the kid definitely has talent, but at the end of the day, it's not like Quinn Ewers is Peyton Manning, and if he's not starting over Quinn Ewers then say what you want about Sark and his coaching staff uh, decision-making. If he ain't starting over Quinn Ewers, you should be a little concerned. Because, again, Ken U- Quinn Ewers, he has his struggles at times also. So you knew Malik Murphy, the talent's there, but there's going to be some things that he shows that are very suspect and very questionable. And we've seen that the last two weeks. You yeah. know, and when the game starts to change and the defense starts making adjustments to what you're doing and bringing guys up and putting like eight in the box and focusing on the running game and forcing you to make tough throws and bringing their coverage up. Can he make those throws? We haven't seen it consistently. And hey, you could have had five picks today. Like there were drops all yeah. around Kansas State's no. team that would have completely changed no. the game and would have been different outlooks where the hordes, they got three points at those times. And let's yeah. be real. He doesn't look ready. He's just not ready. Yeah. Tons of talent. I mean, it, there's some arm stuff in there that every NFL GM would be like, Whoa, um, not ready yet. He's gotten better even with touch in a week. Like, so we've seen development, but he's not ready yet. It's more, and that's where Sark's really got to protect him. And if he's not ready yet, Arch isn't ready yet. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because Arch is running. This is a meritocracy. Arch will be running second team. I don't think he's doing that to keep Malik around. Because Malik will probably transfer at the end of the year either way. Because my guess is Quinn will come back. Right. Quinn's a third-round pick right now. Like Texas fans, I think he's the first round. He's the third round. He's not going to go as third round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't if I was Quinn Ewers. I'd come back. But we know Quinn Ewers and him and his team, they've had a different plan for his trajectory. Like, that's why he left South Lake Carroll a senior year to go to Ohio State. It's been about getting to the NFL as quick as possible. And maybe his team might believe he's better suited for the NFL than he is college. Now, it's not the NBA or basketball, so I don't think that's true. Like, you got to have some skins on the wall in college before you do something in the league. That's why the Anthony Richardson thing is still a question mark to me with the few starts that he had at the University of Florida. But, yeah, I – quarterback room right now as much potential there is all those guys they have improvement that they have to work on and hey i know a lot of kansas state people they're probably going to be wondering chris Kleiman, why are we not kicking the field goal on fourth down you know like i know that you're moving the ball on this defense and stuff in the second half and you've put up points and whatnot but hey texas huge stop Aaron terrell totally he's right there byron um, murphy he was right there. You we also had the you also had momentum. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you had Mo. Sark gave you Mo. Texas gave you Mo to go into the second half. 
I mean, it, there's not many times you're down 10 and got your ass physically beat for 18 out of the 20 minutes and you feel good about yourself. Yeah. But they they knew that should have been 27 nothing or 23 yeah. nothing. And it was 17-7. Like that yeah. alone is coaching malpractice. Or I mean, or the way it played out was. And I don't want to get on Sark too much because I've been very pro Sark. You know that I've given him a lot of rope. And but I mean, there's just some things that just gets old seeing it over and over again. And right. and you can't hand people free momentum if one if one of your sides is playing that well run with it yeah that's what i'm saying he gets greedy man he gets greedy he goes back I get to it. we're all coordinator mentality too, man i know yeah. he goes back to that coordinator mentality where it's like dude you're a head coach can we think about the big picture instead of you just focusing on the offense you know like Yes, this defense has been playing well, but the momentum that Kansas State gets when you don't convert those fourth downs, it gives them life for a team that's tough as hell. Like that Kansas State team is tough as hell. The fact that they only had 33 yards on the ground and Colin Klein just mucked away the game plan and just started throwing it out there and they fought back like they did. There's a certain toughness that the Wildcats bring to the table. So Sark, you should know that and put your team in situations where they're not giving up momentum like they did against U of H and like they did against today against the Kansas State Wildcats. And Obviously, those are both dubs, and you live with that. But, man, I I just wish it was more consistent for four quarters instead of having certain drives and certain possessions given up because you're trying to be greedy and put up some serious points. So if you get to that selection, whatever, selection Monday, whatever the hell it is, and you're trying to fight your way, the committee could say, oh, look at Texas. They're blowing teams out of the water and stuff. Like, just worry about winning the game. All that stuff will play itself out. All you could do is worry about winning. All that style point shit. Dude, I, I mean, I... I shouldn't be questioning that, KD. I shouldn't be questioning style points. Like, I, I, a part of me understands it just because, like, his mentor, Nick Saban, was bitching his ass off last You really think he was going after style points, though, say? Say what? You really think he was going after style points? Oh, yes. Yes. I think ever since the Oklahoma loss, I think that Sark knows that, okay, we could win out. But when we win out, it has to look good if we want to put ourselves in the situation for – a national championship. I think that's why I think that goes into his decision. We're watching the same team. Yeah. That's what I'm, I, I, I think that Sark has overconfidence on his team to where he's trying to go for stuff where he should just take the points. And what I mean by style points, I mean, trying to, well, run I, know, I, I know what you mean. I, you mean 95 Florida, Nebraska going back and forth, trying to make it 87 to seven. I get that. Um, I'm talking about this team. Like st- style points? Oh, I wouldn't do it. Nah, I, just w- I just want to win a game. Yeah, that. Oh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I tr- <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But hey, you and I, we've been here in the ATX longer than Sark has, so we have. I know, he's a head coach, back man. A like he time. should. Like the fact that that their red zone is that bad. Some of that has to be personnel because Sark is smart enough to dial shit up with different run schemes 
I'm guessing they don't counter power or trap very well because he should go Shanahan. There's a lot of different ways. I mean, you can get fourth and two easily. And the fact they can't, I'm guessing there are limits on certain personnel. I'm giving Sark benefit of the doubt there because I've seen him enough with Devontae Smith and Alabama's out certain guys and he's doing the yo-yo shit and zigzagging. Like Sark's smart enough to figure it out. They can't do it. Like this team is very flawed in a lot of ways. And they're eight and one. And I love it. Let's go, let's finish it off and we can win the whole thing. And I can be the Rangers fan who talked about the bullpen in May. And I'll take it. You can for the rest of my life be like, dude, you didn't think they were a national championship team. I will tell you they aren't because no one is this year. But if we win it, I'll take the ring and let's fucking go. But right now, where they're at, say, can you, I mean, can any coach, like, realistically with play calling and thought, think that? Uh, that's why I had questioned it, KD. Like, when I see his play calling and the way he talks to this pressers, oh, we could win multiple ways. And Yeah, no, he's, he's, already, he's already playing up the our win. And I'm like, dude, our win, bro, you got four games in front of you. And yeah. I want to yeah, win like, all four, but I don't think we will. Like he said, we got the best win in the country going to Bryant Denny Stadium at night and beating that Alabama crew. Like Sark already is fighting for CFP. Like he, he'll, he'll play it off by like, well, there's so much football to go and this and that. And then he goes on and be like, but we beat Alabama at Alabama and nobody does that. And we'll yeah. see if LSU could do it tonight. But, yeah, nobody does that. So he's thinking about it. Like, with where they are now and losing to Oklahoma, he is thinking about it. And he's no, I know he it. is. I know he is. And I also love it because I love what he's trying to get out of this program. And I think he may think his kid is a little better looking than they are right now. But, shit, if they are, then it's my kid, too, at the end of the day. So I love it. Hey, let's go offensive player of the game. Do you have something else on that? Because you had a pretty good stream of thought. Anything else on that or no? No, man, let's roll. Let's go offensive player of the game or offensive MVP. Verdes, Maxim Parilla, and they're uh, off Hamilton Pool in 71. Spicewood, Texas, great area, beautiful area, especially now with the weather. Get on out there, and they've got a bunch of uh, traditional stuff we love, Tex-Mex favorites, but we got really good margaritas and indoor dining, outdoor dining, you name it, covered patios. So get on out there. It's uh, Verde's Mexican Parilla and our offensive MVP. So I'm looking at it. We're not going to go Malik, although early on it felt like that. A.D. Mitchell's a eight catches, 149 yards, one touchdown. Yo. Cedric Baxter, though, 10 carries, 90 yards, nine-point average. Um, those are the two, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Who do you got? Over 100 yards. Who do you got out of both? Who would you take? Uh, I'm going to go with A.D. Mitchell, Adonai yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, what a route that he ran for that touchdown, you know, when you're already. So that was like a double route. Yo. He came in, and the guy – like didn't totally sell like usually guys like that when they get turned around they'll bail way too far in he went he was like kind of biting on it and not but not totally so he didn't totally go in turned his shoulder but he's looking and then he gave the little hitch after that in again and 
Like it wasn't that much separation. It shows you that you don't need that much with athletes who are running four forwards, right? Yeah. And I was nervous about him coming back after that touchdown because he was a little gimpy going off to that sideline. His ankle. Yeah, his ankle. If you think about to his Georgia days, like he dealt with injuries the whole tenure with the Bulldogs in Athens, you know, even though he won two national championships and had some big catches in the CFP those last two years, he was injured a lot in Athens. So him coming back, and still producing and still making big time catches. That says a lot about his toughness. And if Malik Murphy was more accurate, then who knows? He could have gone over 200 yards in this game. But yeah, that was an NFL route that he ran for that touchdown. And if you're going in as a defensive coordinator, oh, for sure. Like maybe early second round, if he continues to do what he does, maybe first round, it depends. We see how he does. It'll probably be early second because of the injuries, but the size, I mean, you know, the, but, but the big thing, I mean, trust me with the NFL, it's not where you go. It's your second contract. Like you make that work, you know, for these guys at any age, you get 10 million with compound interest and a good financial advisor, like your separate life. So your kids. So. That's all. That's what all these guys are trying to get to with their second contract. So you may see Connor Williams signed for eleven point seven million dollars for this guarantee. Connor Williams is done now, like done. Like you know, I mean, he's well, he's gonna play. But like, if you have a good financial advisor and you get to ten million, you know, unless you're uh, Cardi B, like, or you know, trying to think of who else, Elvis then like you know you you're you're okay at that point and ad ad will get there i think xavier probably will too xavier the punt returning has helped him out a lot he didn't want to do it and banks made him do it and he's not he's pretty good actually fielding stuff the depth perception but like when stuff's on the run he's picking it up now like that one punt return and erasing 50 yards say yeah yeah, I've been very skeptical this last two years about Xavier Worthy being back there for punt returns, and especially after the muff yeah. punt against Baylor. Like, when he started yeah. muffing punts, I was like, all right, it might be time to start looking for somebody else, Jeff. Yeah. It might be time, man. And he redeemed himself last week for the punt return against BYU, and he's gotten better and better, and the blocking's gotten better also. You see Austin Jordan back there making some big-time blocks. You see Trey Wisner. You know, a lot of guys that... Was that Taft who threw that one on the one he picked up? I think it was I think Taft. so, and, yeah. And, but it was oh, like yeah. it was a very... It would have been in any other era. You go, dude, that's one of the best clean, like awesome football blocks I've seen. Yeah, yeah the guy got cleared out. He may have had his... You know, alright. He saw it and that's football, right? There were times where you and I probably got knocked out or got our bell rung and we saw it coming the whole time. Yeah, it was better than us. It's like, you know, so that was a great block, but that really sprung that. And I was waiting for with Kevin Marr, the flag. Kevin Marr was in his bag today. Texas did play against Kevin Marr too. That's for sure. Those 10 penalties and it could have been a lot more for Kansas state, but Hey, it is what it is. Like then a lot of, adversity for the horns in this game and to still win it with your backup quarterback having a C game, you know, like, no, I mean, overview is great. We're at bro. 
think about late Mac, think about Charlie, think about Herman, like think about even early Sark. Like we're in a great spot. It's moving in the right direction. So the overview is great and we can definitely probably or get too microscopic, but pretty happy overall. Absolutely. All right. What about defensive? So offensive MVP, I agree with Zay. We're going to go with A.D. Mitchell. He deserves it. Um, he came back here to be close to his daughter, who I believe is two. And, Great story. You know, you know, it really is. When you get in the story, it's really cool. Yeah. And so people are like, why would you leave two-time defending national champion? Do you not care about your team? You know, he's got a two-year-old daughter. Yeah. And, I have so um, much respect for that, man. Yeah, I do too. A lot of guys at that age with a kid – wouldn't be worried about that. They'd be worried yeah. about football. They'd be like, oh, I'll let the baby mama handle that. I don't know if he's still yep. with his baby mama or whatever that situation is. But he said, you know, I'm going to move places not only for my football career, but for my family. And for it her. takes a real man. Yeah, yeah, for her. And it takes a real man to know his responsibilities and to make adjustments to better his family and to bring them closer. And he's done that. And he's out there producing on the field. Like, salute to Adonai Mitchell. That dude, that's a class act right there. Totally agree, 100%. And it's one of those things that that I think most men, hopefully at some point we get there. At 20, when you have that much success, I would totally get saying, hey, I'm staying at Georgia. I'm getting a three-peat. I got NIL stuff. I'll be a first-round pick. But – his main deal, he talked about it, was I want my daughter to really know me. And she had the age now where she's going to know her dad. Yeah. And that to me, I thought, dude, that is like 41 year old shit. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, calls her his twin. He was pointing yeah. her out at the Houston game because he's a Houston native and she came to that. And he was like, Y'all see my twin? And Texas social media team, they did a good job getting that video. It was very heartfelt. And yeah, you're right. Just, 41 year old man shit like grown man stuff right there and yeah that dude i'm gonna one year here that's what sucks he's only has one year here at texas it, you know what it sucks so but i bet you time. so you know who else is here for one year but comes back all the time and is a great representative and i'm so proud that he is a texas longhorn for one year and he comes back and helps out financially but more promoting it and just being a good Bastion Stewart. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Of what UT is. Michael Dell. No, that was six months. Never mind. Um, <laughs> no. Kevin Durant. And I know yeah. you're an NBA guy, so you got your thoughts on KD. And KD's been, you know. I, oh, I, I love get KD. That. I love, I don't have the. But I know the NBA, the NBA world, you know. Swear to God, I've seen more black people talking about him brushing his hair on Twitter. And I'm like, God damn, dude, let the motherfucker just like do what he wants. Yo, man, nappy. Y'all y'all get on that shit left and right, bro. Yeah, man, let it roll nappy, man. That's how I know KD's a true hooper. Because they ain't about the head sometimes. It's about getting buckets. He's going to Hall of Fame, not off his looks. It's off of getting buckets and winning championships. So, yeah, man. 
talk about the BBs in his head and how it's a little dry and stuff. So be it. He'll give you 30 while you're talking about him. <laughs> He'll give you 30 while you're talking about him. No, it's and Katie yeah. and Pam Ward, right? Is Pam Ward? Like, I swear to God, man. Y'all, y'all. Black people get on black people more than anyone I know. Like, oh, know, yeah. y'all are like, y'all oh, just out of control. her, dude. I'm like, she's talented. They're like yeah. talking about the five head and where <laughs> and everything. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, we're we're a cold race, man. We're a cold <laughs> race. We'll find anything to clown you on. Like you, you be wearing glasses and be like, oh, your ass can't see, huh? They'll be like, what are you? Yeah, I have struggles. <laughs> with my eyesight yeah, like sorry, why, why are you clowning me for that it's just i was born this way <laughs> i was born this way yeah black folks don't care <laughs> black nah, folks it's don't one care. of the it's one of the many reasons i love y'all and why you guys get along with the irish so well we are we are some cold ass like self-hating motherfuckers at times <laughs> um but with that said like 80 will be like a smaller version of kd for me he'll be here for a year he'll be a first round pick or second round pick he's gonna do well in the league He's, but it'll be one of those people that really you're proud was a UT guy. And I think he feels that from the, everything I've heard, too. Yeah. To, the, that's the main thing. You can be here for a year, but you could be here for five years, too. But if it doesn't mean anything to you, like down the road, then what does that mean? But, like, he, he is really happy to be back with his daughter. And, um, yeah, he's going to be a huge part of this. No matter what happens, they could finish 9-3 and three or 10-3 and three with a bowl win. Yeah. Like that's a good year. Like I, I, I guess I hate to be that parent now that's cutting everything off and being like everything from this point's gravy. But like I'm just happy they're at a point where they're at right now. Just finish it off and win two out of the next three games. Hopefully all three get to the Big Twelve championship game maybe and see what happens. You know. Yeah, and that's a good point, KD, because it kind of circles back to what I was talking about earlier with Sark and this play calling and just, you know, trying to get the style points, realizing that there's a lot of guys on this 2023 roster that you're not going to go to the SEC with. Like, yep. Andre Sweat, one of them. Xavier Worthy, another one. Jalen Ford. Byron. Byron Murphy. A lot of guys that are helping you get these dubs, they won't be back for the SEC next year. So Alfred Collins, maybe Vernon Broughton. By the way, our deepest spot getting back to it, it's four guys. Yeah. It's Sweat, Murphy, two of the best, best combo in the country. And then Broughton and Collins, there's no better second team defensive tackle unit that comes in that's better than them. Yeah. They've been good all year, bro. Exactly. So Sark knows that. So he's trying to not squander any opportunity at all. And feeling that pressure, knowing that this might be the best chance that you have to get to a CFP because you already mucked up by letting Oklahoma beat you in the Red River shootout. Hey, you got to take advantage of any opportunity. And when it comes to those fourth down conversions or red zone situations and you're trying to go for it and run up the score, I can't help but think about that or think of that Sark is thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? And it, should, yeah, it shouldn't be. You don't want it to be like that, but I, I'm thinking about it. So why wouldn't the head coach be? You know, he like, should be. He should be. And I think that's affecting some of his play calling. Even though this team is in a solid position at eight and one. No, we're in a good spot, dude. We got some good. This is a good day of college football. We got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. 
There you go. Break it up. Oklahoma State's up 17-14. I think Uh-oh. Oklahoma State to win this. What did you oh. take here? I had Oklahoma before. You take Oklahoma State to cover six, though? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But, yeah, man, Oklahoma. Andrew Anthony being out. I want to say Farouk. Is he playing? Because he got into some trouble. I think. Yeah, Farouk. Got, and I never know what it is. It was like. He had different warrants. I mean, so he got pulled over for something, but I could be like a headlight out in your black and Norman. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, know, I, I mean, shouldn't I, laugh I don't at know that. that. You know, I shouldn't laugh at that at all. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. It could have been serious, too. So it could have been, you know, a Georgia player going 130 in a school zone. It's like, all right, you need yeah. to get pulled over. Take it in, motherfucker. Yeah. So I have no idea. But you know what I'm talking about there. Dude. So... But apparently he had warrants out for, I think, like, you know, license and uh, inspection. And I got a couple of buddies who are, like, two years behind on inspection. Like, I mean, solid guys, business guys. And I'm like, yeah, did you just not, you know, care? Farouk's still playing, so. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's still playing. He's in this game. So. All right, let's go uh, defensive uh, MVP here. So we already did the offensive MVP, and we agree for a lot of reasons on and off the field, but certainly on the field today, A.D. Mitchell. Defensive MVP is brought to you by Kenfield Golf Cars. So if you're in the market for a pre-owned golf car, cart, or maybe a new one, Kenfield Golf Cars is a spot. 1979, a year after I was born, say, they started in Austin. So, I mean, they've got, like, Talk about knowing the industry and knowing where it's gone to. They're definitely um, those people. So really good people. Austinites through and through will help you out no matter what you're looking for. Get to KenfieldGolfCars.com or give them a call at 512-258-8515. You know me. I'm like a broken record. So I'm going to say Tavondre Sweat or Byron Murphy or Vernon. Like, I, I just continue to give the interior line a ton of love, but there's probably a lot of people we could go to. Who are you thinking defensive MVP in this game? Uh, I'm going to go Ethan Burke. I, uh, I like it. I sack. like it. Yeah, strip sack fumble that was recovered by Jalen Ford. That, of course. That's seven uh, points, right? I mean, yeah. That play That's was seven points. points. Yeah, that play was seven points, man. And he had a sack. Before that, too, yep. you know, where he tripped up Will Howard, who might have gotten a good game to move the chains, but he tripped them up before he got the ability to scramble. And Ethan Burke was questionable for this game. You know, he didn't play last week against BYU. He's been dealing with that calf injury that I want to say he hurt against U of H. And for him to be questionable, obviously not 100% and have the impact that he did, you got to salute the former Westlake Chaparral. Like, those were big-time plays that he made. I know that hurts. I know that hurts you there, buddy. And you know by, what? It does. By, by the way, you'd love Ethan. Ethan's as much of a buoy kid. Like, Ethan's a blue-collar kid. Like, he, See, he got there his sophomore year. His dad's lacrosse coach his dad's a coach like yours okay see that's what i'm saying man like once they change out of the red white and blue and put on the burnt orange (laughs) justin tuck tucker that's my guy you know what i'm saying like i love that dude sam ellinger love him 
absolutely love him. Michael Taft, love those dudes. You know, on the basketball side, Chris Mims, my dude, Brock uh, Cunningham. Do you have another year of eligibility? Like, once you take off that red, white, and blue at Westlake and put on the burnt orange, I I fuck with you, man. You're my dude. So I can appreciate good football, especially when it benefits the University of Texas. And Michael Taft with his third interception in three weeks and Ethan Burke with that strip sack fumble. Like, that's why Westlake is Westlake, because those guys come to, you know, the college game and they're so well coached and they've played in big games before. Nothing phases them. You know, and they're also and they're also especially in Burke. I know this is tough. They're also very athletic. Yep. Very gifted, very talented, and fast twitch, say. Yep. <laughs> Trust me, I, I, I did play against them and get beat out. So, uh, but yeah, no, Burke's a good example. I mean, I was, I don't I think it's Rude Wayne Dog on Twitter, who's been a huge Burke guy. Um, I was the first Burke guy. And I can say that on the air because it's junior year. Where I'm talking about that state championship team and like, dude, this Vossigan, but Burke, like how's Burke not getting only at a Maryland uh, lacrosse commit at that point. Yeah. And Michigan got on them later. By the way, who did Michigan send down to get that video? Right. That's a long that stallions. Is that stallions stallions yeah. making a little trip down here. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I passed trip. out of the Soho house last night. Man, that's not shocking. Uh, but no, I mean, the fact that they gave him a ride, I was screaming about him for two years, but also trying to balance being, especially as you know, if you're on radio or on an afternoon show, you don't want to be the Westlake guy talking about Westlake too much, you know? Yeah. So you've got to, yeah, yeah. Cause yeah, you should see those text lines. Um, <laughs> you, you got to balance that a little bit, but I also knew they were that good. It was more of as a UT guy. I'm like, dude, give this guy a gray shirt. Yeah, and they offered him. Do they offered him the, what second to last day? And luckily, I mean, you know, OU's gotten a lot of commits from Westlake, and they never turn there. But Michigan, I don't want any of these schools to get in here, man. Like Lake Travis got in with Garrett at Lake Tra, you know, uh, or Ohio State did with Lake Travis. I don't want any of that. Let's keep everything burnt orange, buoy Lake Travis, Austin High, Westlake, Vandergrift, whatever, you know. Yeah, you should never let guys from Central Texas, if they're good enough, get out of Central Texas. I no. mean, Deuce Vaughn, even though you beat beaten Kansas State like the last seven times, Deuce Vaughn still made your life hell coming yeah. out of Cedar Ridge. Yeah. And the fact that – And you would have taken a gray shirt here, man. And, and by the way, if you would go, but he was 5'6", we had Darren Sproles. Like, no, 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 that is our point here. That a six seven two hundred and twenty pound white lacrosse player at Westlake, I mean, people will laugh me off the radio my junior year. They're like, "Bro, yeah, like, dude, he's not. He's a he's a cute Westlake kid, and they're gonna win another one." I'm like, "No, like, if you project like with Deuce, you can see talent, and Texas is doing that in a large degree. I mean, a lot of what Sark's doing so well is developing the program with." at times play calling. I thought his play calling for the first half was brilliant for the most part. Yeah. Even the quick pitch on the tush push fake. Like it was good. And then it goes away and the two minute drill, the red zone in certain, just as a coach game management, like take a timeout 
at the very end of the game there when they get the fourth down in regulation. Take the timeout, bro. Yeah. Well, they pulled it, though. Okay, so you would have had 39 seconds instead of one at the very end when they actually got the ball back because they had enough timeouts. You take the timeout. There's certain things that are obvious, and he's not doing, and that does worry me. Yeah, he gets caught up in going just straight offensive coordinator mode instead of head coach mode. You know, like there's so many things you have to account for as a head coach. And I know everybody loves giving Sark shout outs about his SC days under uh, Pete Carroll and then his Alabama days under Nick Saban. But he was under Pete Carroll and under Nick Saban. Now he's the man. So the responsibility is a lot different. And what worries you is that he doesn't take account for that responsibility as a head coach. Keep him on mic, and he just shows you things that make you question them. How can you not? You know, you question them on certain things. I'm questioning him on certain things. Like, he still has certain things to prove to me as far as a head coach goes and what you what it takes to be a championship head coach for a championship-like team. And we've seen the progress and stuff. You just want to see it for all four quarters. I mean, yeah, years. no. I mean, baby doll. We're still going to Hawaii in two weeks. Yeah. Like the relationship's all good. Like I, you're not getting a ring though there. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, last year, what was it? It was the second half woes. And it seems like this year at times it's been the first half or um, first half. They look good. Or now it's like, what happens, you know? So. Right. Uh, Sark. Um, hey, he squeaked by. Like if they would have lost this game, it would have been all on. Sark. Oh, no. No, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Houston or this, it could have very easily, man. There's a lot of luck in there. Because we've been on the other side of that, too. Yeah. Where I've had to come in and, like, talk people down from the ledge and be like, yeah, there was also some bad luck involved in this game. Yeah, if but Houston gets a good spot it's right in the goal line, like, that should have been a first down. But the refs were on your side on that play, even though Houston only had one penalty that game. And – Hey, who knows what would have happened? And if Kansas State would have caught the ball for their secondary, because Malik Murphy could have had five interceptions in this game by just throwing it to who knows who. Right. You know, like to your point, a lot of luck. A lot of luck. A lot of luck. I mean, I did every Tom Herman postgame for the horn. 80 to 85%. Either way, win or lose. I'm like, yeah, this game really could have gone either way. And there's yeah. a lot of luck in sports. And so be careful with that. Like, I mean, they, they still need to, to definitely get better and improve. And I think all of our criticisms are fair. And you and I are also born and raised here. Love you, T. So, I mean, the fact that we're in this spot, I'm happy. I'm also kind of surprised, but happy. So, and I mean, hell, if we would have gotten our shit together in a couple different ways, we're actually 9-0 right now. And then I'm really thinking... How is this team not an O? We're not a what we are. So, yeah, we're kind of in that spot. Hey, um, so we got uh, offensive and defensive MVP. I mean, Zay gave it to Wesley, kids, so you know that's right. legit. Offensive play of the game brought to you by Hat Creek. Speaking of a Westlake kid, uh, 15th birthday this month. Food truck behind Star Bar back in the day. And now they got 26 locations. Great place for the kids. I've taken, I've had being the surrogate uncle 
nephews and nieces and I'm like, I've got three hours. I'm going to take them there and I can get a couple drinks and meet some people and they can go play and we'll get something to eat. And we're all happy. That's what a uh, hack Creek is. So check it out. And they are sponsoring our offensive play of the game. Trying to go through it. I have not thought about this at all. Offensive play of the game. What was the last play of the game? So, I mean, we did set up a field goal. So I don't know. Do you have something else? Um, I guess I would say with the fourth down woes, the CJ Baxter, CJ Baxter, the yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Push, push, because it showed creativity in short yardage, which we're asking for. It showed a guy who's obviously healthy now, and we really have depth there, no doubt. Like, yeah, I'm with you. 54 yard run for a touchdown, right? Yeah, gotta have it. Either that or the AD Mitchell, I would say to you, because that. That, you know, because it looked like he was really going to give it in and kind of gave a little and then gave it again, and that was enough. So either one of those I'm good with. Yeah. Yeah. Sark was in this bag at times. He was in this bag, man. But, no, he was. I know he was good. I mean, he, he's obviously bright. It's not one of those where you and I are questioning that or Texas fans are. It's about being consistent and, yeah. and certain times getting – Certain shit done. All right, defensive play of the game brought to you by Moonshine. We used to go when I was working downtown. We get a Moonshine a bunch, man. There's one downtown, one in Avery Ranch, but we'd go for uh, lunch. But they have really good weekend brunch, really good dinner. We'd go for dinner at times too. Moonshinegrill.com for more info. And they've been around Austin for 20 years, and they just literally are joining us because they like us and want to say thanks to Austin. Really relaxed, easy going. So if you know old Austin, new Austin, whatever, um, Moonshine definitely fits that. So what are you thinking for that? What are you thinking for defensive play of the game? Um, since we've given Ethan, Ethan Burt the player of the game, especially for a strip sack fumble. Would you go Jalen Ford on being smart and stealing that shit? <laughs> uh, you could. I would say it would be the fourth down stop to end the game. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. You're right. Will Howard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Will Howard, who was money all that second half, and Baron Sorrell and Byron Murphy just mucking stuff up to put so much pressure on them that he slips and falls, and you basically get a sack there. Like, that's a huge play because obviously Chris Kleiman had confidence in this team to win the game instead of kicking the field goal, which I would love to hear what Kansas state media thinks about that all week. Cause that's what they're going to be talking about with how that game went. You mentioned the momentum that Kansas state still had, even though they didn't get that fourth down play and lost the game. Like you kick that field goal, you're forcing Malik Murphy to go back on the field and win the game. Like just putting it back on Malik Murphy, that would have been their, you know, best move to get the dub and instead they said okay well we shouldn't even be in this situation we were down by 20 at some point so Chris Clement said let's go win the game and Texas defense with Pete Kwiatkowski making the calls they had a huge stop 
And that's what you got to do in that situation. You got to bend, but if you do bend, do not break. And this Horns team, even though they gave up a lot of yards in that second half, Will Howard throwing for 327 yards, four touchdowns, they were able to get the stop when needed, and now they're 8-1. and one. So, yeah, I would say that last play of the game for me, which, again, David Benda, let Trevondre Sweat get that pick, man. Get out of his way. Let him get that pick. The big fella Dude. never had those opportunities. Like, we would have given Trevondre Sweat defensive play player of the game if he got that pick probably born and raised here but like from doing radio real radio i started in 94 but like really doing a show from 2000 2001 on like i've had to fight texas fans are like did you not like it i'm like yeah i'm born and raised here graduated here went to school here everything i have is burnt orange my whole place is burnt orange but yeah i hate texas but like <laughs> i'm a college football guy and you know this like in any sport like i and you're the same way like you want to be realistic and rational, which is what I think most Texas fans are. But I, I would always, you know, people would be like, this guy's the first round pick or we have the best defensive ends in the country. Now we're probably third. Do you think we're third? Yeah, I think Florida State and Miami's and like whatever it is that year. We have the best defensive tackles in the country. Two of them and four of them. And they dominate everything. And our defensive line, I think, is the best in the country. That may be close because the edges have had their own issues. But you really put Burke and Sorrell and you put those guys together, Finkley when he's playing well. Like, that, that is our force. That is by far UT's best position group nationally. Not even close. And they won that thing in the end. They collapsed in the middle with Murphy, which he's great at pass rushing. Sorrell collapsed. They didn't give him a fucking shot, dude. You're on a knee and chucking something up there, which yeah. is what you want, you know. Outside of Jaday Barron in the back end or Taff, if he had leverage and could see the ball, I don't want that ball being thrown up. And they didn't let it happen. So you're exactly right. And it that is, I mean, this team has come so far in a lot of ways program has, but the defensive line to go from what, where they've been to what they're doing, Bo Davis needs a, a big paycheck and a raise. And I would also add an edge guy for him. Maybe like the AM edge guy who recruits his ass off and those guys kick ass and probably will have a job open in a month or two. Mm. Damn. Come on, Adam. We got nothing but money. You're going to do the money thing? Adam. Analysts, well. assistants, whatever. Like, I mean, obviously you want to have the main guys be able to recruit, but like analysts seem to be getting away with more now. I mean, hell, fuck, check Michigan. But, you know, we're like able to kind of be a little bit more involved with the coaching part. Like, give me my nine best recruiters and we'll work on the other stuff. Right. Don't do that, actually, because we've done that. That doesn't work. But <laughs> you, you get my point. All right. Um, so we've got defensive play of the game. Totally agree. Final word um what's your final word here man i mean i think we've hit a lot and it's a you know i've done this for a, a long time on the air and this one reminds me of not only an epic game but we're in the it's not 2009 texas not even 2004 texas i don't know where it's at but the overview seems to be we're moving in the right direction but we can certainly look at this game and say we got lucky and just happy to be eight and one where are you at um yeah three games left you go to fort worth next week i mean 
just a scrappy, grimy win that Texas teams in the past wouldn't have been able to pull out. So I got to give Sark his credit there. I got to give this Texas team and the maturity their credit and the fact that they didn't let themselves lose this game and they didn't give up and they stayed the course, even though Kansas State completely won that second half and put it into overtime. I mean, again, Texas in the past, we wouldn't have seen that. So the mental toughness, not just the physical toughness, you talked about the strip conditioning coach and the whole process that you have to take getting prepared for a season, the mental toughness to know that, okay, Malik Murphy is struggling the way he is. Will Howard's starting to go off and you're still able to win that game. You still have confidence and you're not pouting or having your head down, hanging your head and disgust that, oh, we just blew a 20 point lead. Okay. You might've blown that league but the game ain't over yet and you're willing to pull it out I gotta give this Texas squad and Steve Sarkeesian and the coaching staff a lot of credit for that because eight and one is eight and one it don't matter how it looks eight yep. and one is eight and one and yes they one. Are, you are flawed. what your record is you right? are what your record is and as flawed as they are they're eight and one so Period. hey can't beat that. You got three games left. It's still going to be a tough one. Don't think that just because the team that you beat by three this week and they beat that uh, team from Fort Worth by 40-something points, 41 to whatever, that it's going to be an easy game. It's not. You know how it is in Fort Worth. Once you see Gary Patterson's weird-ass statue, you know that it's going to be a dogfight. They're going to give you everything, Sonny Dykes crew. This is a team that, even though they're struggling, were in the national championship last season. They have pride, and they want to beat Texas on their way out to the SEC. So I hope this game woke Texas up again to like, man, Ooh, wipe the sweat off the brow on that one. But speaking of Gary Patterson, by the way, how does that statue not have a water feature in it? Oh, because the sweat. <laughs> and you, hey, 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 do you remember the sister? Do you, yeah. you remember the sister? Because my 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 aunt or my aunt, uh, she's gonna come with that. My sister works there, but different sister who was like working on the team for like four years. So we always saw her by her side with the dreads. Like, it was like, oh, she was like all on top of it. Like it was one of those like women that you have at work. It's like, God, we would not do anything without her. She fucking is functions on everything. And she'd always have the towel form and like a new shirt. Gary would be sweating. He'd be look for her. And she's like, I'm right here. Here's the towel. Like yeah. he was like, how do you not have a water function for a statue? I have no idea. I think Gary was in the house today too. I think I saw pictures of him on the field today floating around. I, but I, I want a statue of his assistant right next to him. Yeah. Because like <laughs> I can picture him without her. And I can tell it's like a wife for him. He's like, where's my towel? Where's my water bottle? Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't know he was in the house. So hopefully he's still helping out. More importantly, not helping them out. Right. Yeah, so yeah, you're eight and one moving on to TCU. Hey, feeling good. Yeah, feeling good, feeling really good. All right, couple questions here before we get out of here. I think that's a great closing thought that is brought to you by Paul's Motor Works. So, um, Paul's Motor Works, they do a great job. BK takes all of the stuff there, they really focus on Mercedes, Mini Coopers, BMWs, Audis, Volkswagen, and Porsches, but. That's what they specialize in. They can do anything. These guys know what the fuck they're doing. So uh, oil changes, any of that stuff, give them a shout or get online, PMWAustin.com. 
Facebook.com. I am enjoying some of this stuff here. Um, Craig said, where's the neck pillows, eh? Oh, I don't do. That's a radio thing, y'all. This ain't radio. That was specifically for radio. Because when you're in the producer's chamber, like I was for all those years, there were a lot of computers that were up. So your boy was doing a lot of this. And the neck get a little tired and worn out. Now I'm looking down at my laptop. So, yeah. Uh, and plus I'm at home, so I'm already comfortable anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I know y'all missed the neck pillow. It might come back one day. I don't know. It depends. No, we kind of like it, man. It became a fashion statement. Yeah, I see that. It became a brand, Zay. It kind of did. It kind of did, but... Hey, Allen Iverson didn't always have the arm sleeve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I remember Georgetown. Did he, he didn't have it there, did he? He didn't have it there, no. He had the cutoff shirt, old school, where you cut it manually. <laughs> oh, I remember it. I yeah, remember, him, remember him and Ray Allen, like, preseason. You were talking about it. NBA is trying to do preseason shit. You go to, the like, that tournament early on, like, and – um and that actually may have been postseason, but I remember both them separately not playing against each other, but like at one of those Madison Square Garden preseason deals. And it's like, dude, this guy is nuts, man. Oh, Do you remember yeah. the two big men that AI played with at Georgetown? Oh, gosh. One was the Junkyard Dog, wasn't it? Junkyard Dog's one of them. And you got a lefty number 52. I'll remember that one. Othella. Othello, okay. Othello Harrington, dude. Othello Harrington, yeah. It was big time. Yeah, I remember Junkyard Dog, though, with that crazy eye that he had. That dude. He was nuts, man. He was nut job. He (laughs) was, like, ooping and finishing on every follow. Even, like, when he shouldn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, I know you got to go. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, Katie, love your take on that bitch, Kevin Marr, the ref. Yeah, well, I'm just being honest about that. Like, I mean, I, I try not to get, like, over the top with officiating, but I was waiting for it. And by the way, it's one of those that I walked in to, like, an awful fucking place, like, in a third world country, and I only got my wallet stolen. So, dude, <laughs> like, you didn't jump me. I'm I'm alive. Like, I'll take it, you know. And you didn't yeah. take my credit cards. You just took my cash. Yeah. Yeah, ran that up. So, yeah, uh, he didn't affect the game too much, but he had his moments. He had his moments, that Mar. No, he had his moments, including the one, like I said, where he gave the whole, you know, no one does that now. You don't go, holding on the offense. Come on, let me hear Yeah, I'll get the pause. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, by the way, they used to do that back in the day. Also, a personal foul. What they do now is, like, there were two penalties on, you know, one on each team. There's a holding, which would be 10 yards, but there's a personal foul over here. So, um, but I've only seen that for 15 years now. So, I don't expect Kevin Moore to do that. personal foul. Noe did have a question. um, And Noe has helped us out so much with everything. Um, Really asking about injuries. So we kind of knew, I mean, I thought coming in, how many guys are injured right now? Who's expected to come back next week? Good question. Uh, Right now, but what do you think, Zay? uh, Jalen Catalan, they could use him. You know, that dude just, 
he makes plays, but we knew coming in from Arkansas, all the injury problems that he had at Fayetteville, he was most likely going to have him at Texas, and that's come to be true. Uh, you think about Keaton Crawford, I was a little shocked that he wasn't available in this game. I'm sure that Sark said it in this press conference today, or we'll say it Monday, where he's at. Um, Christian Jones, him being injured. Yeah. Like, again, I've been – I've thought that he's been the most consistent he has been. offensive lineman that they've had. So having Cam Williams in there and the penalties that he racked up, obviously they missed Christian Jones, the six-year senior. But Jonathan Brooks, I think that's something to look out for. I hate for to too. be Johnny Dad quickly, though, but I have a relationship with Cam and Christian and Kelvin. So, But with Cam, this will be a good experience, man. Yeah. He actually had rated higher than any lineman for UT. In 16 snaps, 13 run, three pass. So, like, he'd been okay in his 16 snaps, and he's not Christian right now. But, like, this this will be experience, and next year when he's starting will actually help out. Yeah, you saw, like, JT Sanders after one of his false starts. JT Sanders was like, like yo. And JT dude. is an older brother, man. Yeah, dude. like, chill. Cam is Leonard Davis. Cam's the biggest guy with his hands and just body and person that I've seen there. And I mean height in weight and cam is a sweet puppy dog yeah he's from a small town and is you know it, this is still this is you know he's getting there i mean he's really getting there he's a smart kid too he's just quiet and right. so a lot of these guys are taking ownership and being a dad and an older brother and i think you saw that with jt you know yeah absolutely Absolutely. And you need that. You need guys to hold each other accountable, but sometimes you need to put your arm around guys, let them know, Hey, you made a mistake. Let's play up. And JT Sanders, he's good for that because he's made his fair share of mistakes during his Texas tenure. But yeah, man, eight and one can't beat that. It it. was a stressful one. It was a stressful one. That's for sure. They going to make it stressful. Texas fans. You're going to be stressed. Oh, no. No. <laughs> You're going to be stressed. You might get the dub, but it's going to be a stressful dub. Please believe me. No, look, look, Valentine's Day is never going to be easy, all right? So you may think that dinner is good at 8, but there are going to be some questions whether you're getting late at 9.30. But, you know, as long as that still happens and we're all good. Well, it still happens, yeah. Sometimes you do. I've waited till 10.30, Katie. I've waited till midnight, <laughs> and I'm wondering, yo, is the nookie coming or what? What the what hell were you doing? doing what here? the hell did you do to wait till midnight on Valentine's Day? Hey, just got to be patient sometimes. Some girls, hopefully my wife ain't listening, but before her, some women will let you know, like, hey, bro, I have to see how you are at 11. Are you bringing that same energy? You know, they want to test you a little bit. Sometimes you nah, might have to sometimes you might have to get humbled and hey, some of y'all fellas know or some of y'all nah, ladies. No, that's why I'm know. single, man. I never make it past eleven. <laughs> you right, say ain't nothing happening here. I gotta go home. I gotta yeah. go home, man. I love you. Uh always fun doing stuff with you. Thanks to Paul, Paul's motor works. I was gonna add a last little uh final word, but yeah, say man. hit the nail on the head, man. You did. So you know, we're happy to be eight and one and have a realistic view of what this team is, what they need to get better at. Maybe they can fix that um, this year. Maybe they can't, but let's roll with it. And thank you all to listening and watching TSU eight to five Monday through Friday. You can see Bucky and BK starting at eight. Zay and Chip do a great show from one to three every 
uh, day. And then Mondays um, we go from uh, three to five, though. The rest of the three day, to five. Sorry. Just yep. On Mondays, Mondays, on three Mondays, to five, yeah. Tuesdays through Friday, we're one to three. Yep. And then I do three to five with Trey, whatever that is. But we have fun and we talk ball, too. So uh, we love y'all and uh, take care. Thanks to all the sponsors, too. Y'all have a good good night, good time. And uh, check us out on Monday. Hook them, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Be cool.